the night. Ryan Horvath, P.J. Glasser, live from the BetQL studios in Washington, D.C., home of the Nationals who are out in Chicago, my hometown, uh, kicking the crap out of my hometown team, 7-3 to three tonight. And I made the mistake of betting the Cubs, who are sitting there 43-49 and 49 this season, six games below 500 in just a mess of a team. They have four hits tonight, four hits. Mm. Yeah, not good. Uh, also not good for your O's tonight, Peach. They lose 6-4 to four to the Dodgers. Yeah, tough one. Sheehan picks up the victory. He's now 3-0 this season with a 4-9-1 ERA. Baker takes the loss for the O's. He's now 3-3 this season with a 3-8-9 ERA. Twins and Mariners scoreless currently. The Red Sox lead the A's 2-0 in the top of the second. Yankees Angels underway. That game scoreless in the top of the second. Royals up 2-0 on the Tigers right now in the bottom of the seventh. How about Jordan Lyles tonight? He's due. Uh, also right now, the Rays and the Rangers tied up at two. Marlins trail 6-4 to four out in St. Louis. The Cardinals with the lead, and the bases loaded in the top of the seventh. Uh, the Giants and the Reds still in a rain delay right now. Top of the eighth, good game, though, tied up at two. And then the Guardians uh, up 10 to nothing right now on the Pirates, who are in freefall mode, 41-52 and 52 on the season. The Guardians still three games below 500, but uh, good start to the second half of the season with a 10 nothing lead right now on the Pirates in the bottom of the eighth. Wanted to give a special shout-out uh, to Jen McGraw, who's leaving the social team, leaving the BetQL Network. Our final night with the show. Does a great job running our social. Give us a follow the BetQL app. Give us a follow BetMGM Tonight. Check out the podcast, BetMGM Tonight, wherever you find your podcast. Also tonight, Peach, the big Summer League Championship game. The Cavs up 65-51 to on the Rockets. That game over on ESPN. Both teams 5-0, and playing for the big one. The Summer League Championship. Doesn't get much bigger, does it? No, it it really doesn't. Um, I've been waiting all day yeah. for that game. All day? I've been waiting all year. We've got it on all four TVs here in the studio. We're so excited. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how this one plays out in the fourth quarter. All right, let's get back to the football talk. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we're going to talk with Keith Smith. Covers the NBA for Spotrack. Caught up with him a little bit earlier on tonight. And uh, talk some NBA with the win totals now being released. But let's talk a little bit more about the NFL here. Uh, we did an hour-long preview on the Big Ten. Really good stuff there. But we got to talk about D-Hop. He goes to the Tennessee Titans. Does not end up going and reuniting with Bill O'Brien, who once traded him for a broken-down David Johnson in New England. <laughs> but instead, he goes and plays for the Titans. And it makes sense. Like You look at it on paper, and Robert Woods is with the Texans now. Austin Hooper is with the Raiders now. Last season, they were number one and number two in receptions. No other player caught more than 33 balls in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Traylon Burks actually caught 33 of his 54 targets for 444 yards and one touchdown, but he also missed six games as a rookie. Maybe he makes that year two leap, but I get it, man. You bring in D-Hop because you finished 30th in passing yards. You finished tied for 28th in passing touchdowns with just 16. They threw the ball 10% below expectation. Ryan Tannehill just turned 35 years old. He's coming off a season where he only played 12 games and dealt with multiple ankle injuries. Malik Willis didn't really look like an NFL quarterback in his three starts. They had Josh Dobbs starting in a must-win playoff game, and they drafted Will Levis out of Kentucky, who slipped in the draft. Derrick Henry once again led the NFL in rushing attempts, 349 rushing attempts, dude, last season. And uh, his EPA per rush has declined, but he hasn't declined. He's going to be 29 years old, but he still looks great. What do you think about the Titans offensively heading into this season? Have they done enough to make you want to bet them even over a team like Jacksonville in that division? No, they haven't. I mean, Hopkins sure is going to help, but I I still don't love the quarterback position. It looks like it's going to be Tannehill. Um, I'm not a fan. We've kind of seen the Malik Willis experiment. Not a fan. Will Levis, 
Maybe he he's a good pro. I don't know. But the Titans had their window, right? They were the one seed a couple years ago. Their defensive line was excellent. Vrabel's a great coach. They had A.J. Brown. Derek was still one of the better backs in the league, but now Derek's getting a little bit older. The wide receiver core outside of Hopkins is still very young. The defense still has some holes. The quarterback position isn't any better. So I, I just... I'm not a fan of the Titans, and uh, and look, the AFC as a whole, as we know, is just absolutely brutal. Jacksonville's going to be good, yep. but a bunch of the teams that they have to play in the AFC are going to be really good, too. So, the Titans are going to be interesting. I don't want to touch the win total. I don't want to sprinkle them to win the division, even though you're getting good odds. I just, I kind of want to wait and see on this team. I told you, I think I'm going to bet them a lot this year, because I think you're going to get some good numbers. And I just have so much respect for Vrabel as a head coach, that I think we're going to get a lot of games with Tennessee where they're like over seven, seven and a half. And if you're giving me more than a touchdown with Mike Vrabel, where he's just been so good in those kind of spots, that's how I see myself betting them. But as for the Hopkins trade, as for some of the futures market, when we're talking about Tennessee, Ryan, there's there's really nothing I want to do with them. Yeah, man. And what's, what's funny is actually, so the division prices have been taken off the board. We had them up a little bit earlier on today, but that's funny over at BetMGM right now. And, you know, Jacksonville was minus 155 to win the AFC South. Tennessee plus 310. Indianapolis with a rookie starting quarterback. We think it's Anthony Richardson plus 550. And then Houston with a rookie starting quarterback and C.J. Stroud. You're getting 10 to 1 odds. I I did play Jacksonville. Uh, obviously, it's chalky. It wasn't as chalky. But, man, this scares me a little bit just because it shows that Tennessee's not going to go into rebuild mode. I don't know if they get off to a slow start and trade away a guy like Derrick Henry. Vrabel's a really, really good coach. And you look at their schedule, the ninth easiest in the league, even though they are in the AFC, fourth best net rest advantage. So they play four games where they'll have a rest advantage, and they don't play an opponent all season long coming off a bye week or even a Thursday night football opponent coming off Thursday night football. You know, divisional games in a week conference, and they get the NFC South. I think it's going to be a down year for that conference as well. Um, also, I could see there being some positive regression. Like last season, they played a lot of close games that they lost. Five and six and one score games last season. They had terrible fumble and field goal luck. The defense had more injuries than any other team in the league, like we talked about earlier on in the show. More adjusted games lost to injury than any other team in the league. And they're the best team in the league against the run but they're one of the worst teams in the league against the pass. I think a lot of that improves with some of those dudes in the secondary, like Christian Fulton, actually being healthy for an entire season. Mm -hmm. The thing is, though, I feel like if you do want to bet Tennessee, you could get a better price than 3-1 to one odds or even 4-1 to one odds because if you look at the start to the season, it's brutal, and they have an early bye week. But then later on, it gets a little bit easier. Last season, the other thing that scares me, man, is they don't really step up in competition. They were 0-9 against playoff teams last year, and they get seven playoff teams this season. Wow. So I they scare me because it's Vrabel, because it is D-Hop. I think he has some really good football left in him. Mm -hmm. But it's still Jacksonville with that offense. Agreed. I mean, the defense scares me a little bit. But if guys that they drafted last year and their young players can make that year two leap, they're going to score so many points, man, as long as Trevor Lawrence stays healthy, ETN stays healthy. You have Calvin Ridley now with Zay Jones, with Christian Kirk, with Evan Ingram. Like, they're loaded. They continue to improve that offensive line. I think it's a two-team race in that division. Would you be able to make the case for a Houston or for Indianapolis? No, and that was going to be my point, too. That's maybe another reason to like Tennessee to win the division is because you're getting a great price on – you're getting plus 325 on essentially a two-team race, right? Yeah. Like Indianapolis isn't winning the division. Houston's not winning the division. It's coming down to Jacksonville and Tennessee. But 
The, the Jags, I mean, again, just adding Calvin Ridley in the offseason, that defense has so much young talent. I think the Trevor Lawrence-Doug Peterson match is a really good one. And the Jags' schedule is about as favorable as it gets in the NFL because they play in one of the easiest conferences in football. Not only that, Ryan, I, I can't remember a time where every the, the hardest game for every team is at home this season. Week two, they're against the Chiefs. That's at home. Week five, they do have to play the Bills, but that's in London, right? And the Jags obviously have built a fan base there because oh, they yeah. go there every year. Yeah, they're there every year. They're they there might every well move year. There. Week 10, home against the Niners. That's at home. Week 13 against the Bengals. That's at home. Week 15 against the Ravens. That's at home. All their toughest games are at home. I, I truly haven't seen anything like this. You figure one of those games are on the road. Every tough opponent they play this year is at home. So my favorite bet in this division is Jacksonville 10-1 to to be the number one seed in the AFC. Really? Because all those teams I just rattled off, the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Bills, the Ravens, all of those teams will be the top teams in the conference. You'll be all battling for the one seed. If you get all those teams at home and the tiebreaker determines who gets the top seeds in the conference, why not take a stag at the Jags, right? Yeah. Do I think they're going to be the number one seed? Probably not. They're not better than the Chiefs. They're not better than the Bengals, the Bills. I don't even think they're better than the Ravens. But they get all those teams at home, right? So that's a huge, huge advantage for Jacksonville. So I love that. And then you couple that, Ryan, with the fact that they play, obviously, the AFC South. But they also play the NFC South. Yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. So like, you get the NFC South. You get the NFC South. So that's my favorite bet in this division. Jacksonville 10-1 to to get the number one seed in the AFC. Yeah, man, I'm high on Jacksonville. I do like what Houston's doing. Like all their, I, I think that you start by rebuilding that defense, and that's what happens when you bring in a defensive-minded head coach. They're going to try to build it through like the 49ers model, and then I just I hope C.J. Stroud ends up being the real deal because I like him and Bryce so much, man. I hope that they both pan out. S- Stroud. I like Hendon Hooker too, but I mean. Stroud, I'm worried about, Ryan, because C.J. Stroud, I think, is a lot like Mac Jones in the sense that you need yeah. to build an offense around him. I agree. We saw against Georgia. I mean, you talked about earlier in the show. Marvin Harrison stays healthy. They win that game. Marvin Harrison comes out of that game, and they're unable to win. Don't you think if Bryce Young is the quarterback of that game, he finds a way to win it? And I think that's the difference. I don't Maybe know. He Stroud doesn't. was so damn good in that he, game. He man. was. He was. But there's just something like, about Bryce. That kid Bryce. makes that field goal, and they win that game. Yeah, we have no, to that's remember true. Too, you know that's what I mean? That's true. That is it's, true. It's, it's hard. It's hard for no, me to remember is. because I had the future, and I had and I had him on the money line in that game. It is brings back painful memories, but man. I don't know. I just Stroud to me feels like a guy that. I like Bryce I just, more. Bryce's ceiling. Bryce is like Bryce. Like I know he's small man, but he could be like the Steph Curry of NFL. Football. Sure. No, I think it's it's a great comp, and you've said that before, and I think it's spot on. But I just I don't know. I, I watch Stroud, and I love him, and I think that if you put him in the right system with great receivers, a good old line, I think he's going to be awesome. I just don't know, man. But Houston, I like what they're building. Damian yeah. Pierce is one of the best young running backs in football. Yeah. And, Love that dude. And they have the seventh easiest projected schedule. I mean, you could say that about all these teams in the division because they get yeah. to play each other, right? But also, like, you look at their two divisional games against the Titans. If it ends up being a mess and D-Hop isn't enough, and let's say, like, Will Levis or Malik is the starting quarterback, they don't play them until week 15 and week 17. That might be a team that gets hot later on. I don't know what C.J. Stroud is, but I know he's an upgrade over Davis Mills and Kyle Allen. Yeah. So the passing offense should get a little bit better. But who's gonna be? Who's gonna have more wins this season, Houston or Indy? I'll go Indy. I think Indy could be like a sleeper, sneaky team. Now, what scares me is uh, the offensive line um, 
has to stay healthy because I think Anthony Richardson just gets thrown to the wolves. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what the passing attack is going to look like because even at Florida, there's a whole side of the field that he just doesn't see yet. But think of that rushing attack if Jonathan Taylor could stay healthy. And again, today, none of those backs get their contract. So Jonathan Taylor is going to want to go all in for himself. He's going to have to stay healthy. The thing that scares me, though, like people expect this bounce back year because he's going to be healthy. But he was terrible, like even after and before initial contact. Like, even when the blocking was there, he just went down right away. I don't know if he was making business decisions. You have a rookie quarterback. The defense, though, will be top 10. So mm -hmm. if they have a rushing offense where they could just kind of, like, you know, control the clock, take the football away, I think they could be a sneaky, like, 7- or 8-win team in that division. I don't think they're going to the playoffs or anything like that. It's Jacksonville or Tennessee winning 10 games, and then everybody else, I think the ceiling's 8. No doubt. I, I do think there's some intrigue, though, with Indy and Houston, like you said. I think Bryce Young, I agree with you. I think he's the most talented quarterback in this class. Oh, yeah. But Anthony Richardson, dude, is like his combination of arm and then running ability is just beyond insane. Go back and watch that week one game against oh, Utah, yeah. man. I mean, it killed me because I had Utah. And, uh, man, I mean, like some of the plays that he can make, that's the thing. And right. it's not even just about, like, like, he can't read a defense. You know who else couldn't read a defense was Patrick Mahomes, but Patrick Mahomes can make every single throw. Exactly. Same thing, like, even Jordan Love, I don't know if he's going to be any good, but I saw at Utah State he can make the throws. Richardson, like, literally, there's, like, a whole side that he can't throw the ball to. <laughs> but we said the same. I mean, like, some of these guys that are projects, the craziest thing is that back in the day you kind of were what you were as far as accuracy, and then we saw Josh Allen in college he could throw a 60-yard bomb, but he had no his huge just wasn't accurate. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, in one year, they fixed that. Brian Dayball really fixed that in Buffalo. I didn't think that Jalen was going to look that good as a pro. No, but they put in the right the right system. Exactly. Like as a rookie, the first eight weeks he was kind of a mess. Right. In the second eight weeks, they put in a different offense, and he showed that he could make the throws. But you never know. Like Anthony Richardson could be a future MVP, or he could be out of the league in like a year or two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Completely agree. Walk off uh, wild pitch in Texas Tampa. That's don't a big win. See, for don't the see Rangers. that. Out, you don't see that often. I'm yeah. a, I'm a little worried about the Rays to be honest. Are with you? The bull, well, the bullpen sucks. It absolutely sucks. Yeah. Um. I think the O's are going to end up winning that division, and I didn't jump on it in time. Well, that was yeah. That's a nice win uh, by Texas for the Orioles because they only remain one game back in the AL East. But uh, yeah, man, that's uh, crazy. You don't not in the majors. You often see a walk off uh, wild pitch. But yeah, um, Indy and Houston, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're, they're going to struggle this season. But a lot of intrigue with both of those teams. Jonathan Taylor, if he can come back and yeah. look like the guy we saw a couple years ago. And then Stroud and Richardson. How are take, they going to look? Take a quick break. NBA Summer League Championship game going down right now. Talk about that and more with Keith Smith. Spotrack on BetMGM Tonight.